welcome back to the Homeschool Advantage Podcast. I'm your host, Bex Buzzy. Today's guests are Derek and Amy. Derek and Amy are CEOs and founders of Faithful Parent. Derek and Amy, they were both personally blessed with a Christian education from elementary through high school. So in their hearts, they were able to create Faithful Parent. Faithful Parent helps you have a clear parenting plan on your Christian family journey. Find the time and guidance to develop one. They help parents to be more intentional. They help parents to be more intentional about looking at all the options that are available to their children and focus on what will specifically benefit their family. Faithful Parent is here to help your family have more fun, focused, and connection as a Christian family. In this episode, we talk about how understanding the impact that your parenting can have on future generations is pivotal. Also, how they have helped to be more intentional in their parenting. They talk about that as well. And also how they help parents keep their family focused on Jesus for this generation and for future generations to come. So go grab your coffee, go grab your tea and a pen and paper because you're not going to want to miss what Derek and Amy have to say. Let's get into the podcast. Say hello to our guests and tell us what's a fun fact about your industry that will really surprise our listeners. Hi, welcome. It's nice to meet everybody. This is Amy from Faithful Parent. And the fun fact about our industry is that the way you raise your children and your family culture can have a huge impact on not only your children, but many generations in the future. So for example, my husband and I, we were reading a devotion book. It's called 364 Days of Devotion. And so we read about this interesting example that really kind of got us to think about the impact of parents on future generations. So back in the late 1800s, there's this man named Richard Dugdale, and he was visiting the jails in New York. And he noticed that in one cell, there were six inmates that all had the same last name. So he discovered they were all blood relatives. And he was curious about that. And so he did an in-depth study of 13 county jails in New York, as well as court and poorhouse records. And then he published his findings. And so he was able to trace these inmates to one man named Max, who was born in the 1700s. And so he, he kind of nicknamed him Max Juke as a pseudonym. And so based on his research, Max Juke was an uneducated drunkard. He was an idle and wild man. And so then of the 1,200 descendants of Max Juke, there were 140 convicted criminals, 280 were destitute, over half of all the women were considered harlots, 50 were paid prostitutes, 18 were in brothels, 7 were convicted murderers, and 67 died of syphilis. And so then more recently, some scholars, they have compared the Juke family to the family of Jonathan Edwards. So he was a prominent, well-educated preacher from the 1700s. He married a godly woman named Sarah Pierpont, who was the daughter of James Pierpont, the founder of Yale University. Um, And Jonathan and Sarah raised 11 children. In 1900, A.E. Winship conducted a study of their descendants. And of the 729 descendants, Winship found nearly no lawbreakers. He found 100 lawyers, 30 judges, 13 college presidents, over 100 college professors, 60 physicians, and over 100 pastors and missionaries, 
75 Army and Naval officers, three U.S. congressmen, and one U.S. vice president. So these studies show the tremendous influence that parents can have on their children and even those future generations. So our main focus here like at Faithful Parent is intentional Christian parenting, which also includes selecting the best type of education for your kids. So if you don't have a plan, you do have a plan, but it's not a good one. So most people spend more time planning, say, their summer vacation than discussing and researching and planning how they will intentionally parent their children. So some people know, well, I should be more intentional and have some sort of plan, but there are very few resources out there that help parents form this intentional parenting plan, not just from an educational perspective, but even in all aspects of parenting. So your family's culture and how you educate your children can really influence this generation and then also future generations. Wow. Like, wow. That blew my mind. And it really puts, like, I don't know how I'll say it, but the fear of God, a fear of God in my heart, because I'm like, whoa, that is why, you know, the Lord says, you know, I will bless your children down to a thousand generations. Like he says, mm-hmm. I will bless them, you know, and he keeps so strong to his word. And that's, that's amazing how one man and, and, and like the, the, the family, he built 11 kids poured into them, mm-hmm. you know, godly principles. And our world was blessed with godly judges and lawyers and you know people who are prominent i mean that's a really big deal if you really think about it it's like and it also kind it also at least for me it really makes me think you know when when moms say well i'm just a mom it's like wait hello knock 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 are you Mm -hmm. crazy to say that like just a mom like do you not realize what you are actually pouring into like this is another life that's going to affect other lives. You're not just a mom. Like you are mom. <laughs> you're a, yeah, you're exactly. a world changer, you know? And wow. So what has inspired you and your husband to, to build this? So we, you know, we started out like back in the day we had, we had four kids ages five and under. So we were kind of in survival mode. Just happy to keep the kids alive each day. Way too busy (laughs) to even think about being intentional or, you know, focused on our parenting at all. We're just surviving. We were mainly just parenting kind of basically what other people around us were doing and, you know, what, you know, the trends were and what maybe our parents did. So we weren't really being intentional and we weren't thinking and coming up with a plan for our kids. So, you know, you read you read some parenting books and, but we're not, we weren't very intentional about, you know, like you read something, you're like, oh, that sounds good, but you maybe don't put it into practice because you get busy. So we sent our kids to a Christian school. Actually, we were even sending our child or our children to the same school Derek went to. So we were like literally doing what Derek did and not really thinking about other options or anything. So then fast forward a few years ago, or a few years later. And there was this one day, our son, he came home from school and he he was in fourth grade. He really loved science and he's always loved science. And so he had this test, you know, and we studied really hard for it. And he knew all the information really well. Well, he came home the next day and discovered he had gotten an F on the test. So he looked so dejected, you know, 
And he told me, well, I guess I'm not, I'm not very good at science and you know, I don't really like it anymore. And I'm like, okay, this is a problem. My curious science loving boy was losing his love for learning. And so that was a huge red flag. And so kind of around the same time, we had been introduced to some alternative forms of education. Like one that we had found out about was Acton Academy. And so the more, it was more learner driven, more learner led, and it followed the children's interests more outside the box. You're not sitting in desks. You're like learning from experiences. And so we had started to become more intentional, but we weren't, we, we saw that in this, in our education, we weren't, we weren't being intentional though. We were just kind of going along. So then we ended up pulling our kids out of the school and we homeschooled then in a more non-traditional way, but we still didn't have a clear vision for like our parenting and we weren't always on the same page. You know, sometimes Derek had one idea and I had another one idea. And so then we, we were talking to our life, life coach. We meet with Steve Cook from Life On Air and we were talking to him about parenting advice, you know, because we wanted to be better and more intentional. So he asked us if we had a parenting plan and we're like, parenting plan. What, what is a parenting plan? So we, then we, it kind of hit us that we were raising our children just reflective of the world around us and not really in an intentional, well thought out way. And I mean, God has entrusted these children to us. We're supposed to be a good steward of all the things. I mean, even the children, they're really his children. And here we are like, just kind of going along with the flow and we're not looking at each child individually, or even our family as, as a whole, we were just kind of doing whatever. And so we, we looked for more information. We're like, okay, how do we create this parenting plan? And we couldn't really find much, if any resources, there was like nothing out there. So, so we went through the process ourselves, and then we created a detailed parenting plan. And so this kind of inspired us then to share what we had learned with others so that we could help create, help them create a parenting plan that's unique for their families and, and writing it down too is important and really thinking through all those steps. So what, what is a parenting plan? Could you give us like a little like sneak peek about what a parenting plan would actually look like? Yeah. So, so parenting plan, like we have a vision, we walk you through the steps too, and some of our course material, but so you have a vision for your family and then you really look at, it's more important, especially if there's two parents that you sit down and you're talking together so that you're on the same page. So you look at different aspects of parenting, like your spiritual welfare of your children. So what's your spiritual plan? Do you have a spiritual plan? This is going to be the plan. And then there's also, you know, discipline. Education is one too. What kind of educational options are there? Like for us, until we sat down and looked at the options that were out there, we weren't even thinking like, oh, there are other options. I hear a lot of people now that we're homeschooling. They're like, well, it's just easier to send them to the public school. That's where their friends are and stuff. And I'm like, uh, well, uh, yeah. I'm like, worst. well, have you really looked <laughs> at other options? Is this the best thing for your child? Or even like the Christian school. I mean, that was clearly not the, the right place for our son when he was starting to lose his love of learning. I mean, now he's, uh, he's just absorbing all the information and he's like more disciplined with himself. Like I'm going to get this stuff done and I'm like, wow, like he learned so much more than just, you know, and, and he learned his self-worth too, you know, like he knows that he's a child of God. And so he's not like, I'm a failure or anything just from that F. So that really helped. I so love kind that. Of, yeah. This kind of like a brief overview of some of the things that, that you looked at or that you look at with doing a parenting plan. 
just being yeah. on the same page. And also with another quick example is like with discipline, like say, you know, one parent might have a good idea or like have an idea here for discipline and another one might be a little bit more strict. And so then this way you talk about it beforehand and then it kind of takes the emotion out of it when you're in the moment, you can just be like, well, what's on our plan? What do we do next? It's like, so we kind of did that with our daughter. She was like hitting, this was a few years ago, but she was always hitting her siblings when she was mad at them. She, it was just an automatic response. And so we said, all right, you're going to lose 10 minutes of screen time. Or for this one, it was, you need to go to your room from after supper until bedtime and write a handwritten apology. So that's what we decided together. And then we we brought her in on the discussion too. So she knew what the consequence was. So it just, it really helps because I tend to be a little bit more reactive. And so it really helped me like, okay, I don't need to react. Okay. This is what we talked about. This is, you have a warning. If it happens again, this is what the consequence is. So. That's awesome. I want to read one of the testimonies that you had sent in that I think really fits in with what you just finished saying. It says, Derek and Amy are absolutely wonderful parents. They are dedicated to teaching their children the importance of living a Christ-centered life through self-improvement experiences and community involvement. Their children are well-rounded, respectful, and caring and kind. And then there's another one that I thought was really cool too. It says, Derek and Amy are parenting innovators. I love that. It says their style is connected and intentional. They started a school. They take their family on ambitious international trips. And what's more is that they make it look easy. I think that's hysterical. Like, I love that. That is really fantastic. So where can families connect with you and, you know, start maybe getting coaching from you guys? So we have our website, faithfulparent.org. And then you can always email me too at amy at faithfulparent.org. And we also have Facebook page and then Instagram. And our handle is at faithfulparentmom. And so those are ways to connect with me and you can find out more. I'm always posting some of our blogs. We also have quite a few blogs online. And so just kind of, if you want to know more about some of the little tidbits here and there that we've learned, we like to share with other people. I mean, we learned it the hard way, but maybe we can save you a few heartaches. Not that it's bad to learn from your mistakes, but just, you know, maybe skip a few of them. Absolutely. Parents, I would say this, you do not want to learn from your experience. You want to <laughs> learn from the experience of others because you are going to have your own issues. Like you just will. You will absolutely have enough issues to last you a lifetime. You're perfectly fine to learn from someone else's mistakes and just reduce some of yours. Absolutely. And I believe that's why God allows us to come into community and communication with other people who have gone before us. And yes, her, you know, Amy and Derek's children are different than yours, but you can always learn and adapt what they're telling you to your life. It doesn't have to be exactly the same, but you know, I honestly, Amy, I value my relationships with people who've gone before me. Like I Mm -hmm. will purposefully, my husband and I will purposefully seek out people who have done what we want to do. And we get their advice. We get, you know, all their thoughts and we run by them what we're thinking so that we can make sure that we're not, you know, reinventing a wheel, Mm -hmm. you know, or, 
maybe they'll be like, Hey, try it. You know, we didn't do it that way. That could work. And that it's, that's the importance of like in the Bible, it says many counselors, you know, have many counselors and there's wisdom there. So I, I fully am so on board with, you know, just being able to cut some things out of your life. And I love what you said, because you had mentioned like some pillars in, in life that I do think Mm -hmm. because of the busyness we overlook and it is like, so how will we discipline our child together? What is going to be our spiritual, you know, our devotional time with our kids? Like, how will we do this? You know, I've heard of some parents who model it and then the kids just seem to see what mom and dad do and they automatically do it. And then it becomes a family thing when the kids get of age. And then there are some parents who intentionally, you know, we're going to, okay, everybody, let's have devotional time. I know my, my, my husband's mom, <laughs> I remember when my husband and his brother were not living for the Lord and I, they were not lit. They were, they were really not living for the Lord, but his mom would call him in. She'd be like, cause I I've, I've known them for a long time. I used to always go over and hang out with his mom when I was before my husband and I were, were married. And I remember we were at the Jersey shore at the beach house and she called them in and she's like, okay, everybody. And I was there. She's like, we're doing devotional time right now. And I would, ha- and I would sit in with it. I was, I was a Christian at the time and she'd be like, okay, we're going to read this with scripture. And we, and she would read it. I mean, they're eating cereal and I'm like, and I'm really paying attention. I'm like, yeah, wow, this is awesome. And I would look at them and they're <laughs> like, you know, eating, but believe it or not, my husband now is on fire for God. He works at the church. He is, you know, a, he's in, you know, in love with, with the Lord and his brother, same thing is a dad. Now two kids, you know, on fire for God, but it really is those intentional moments where you think your kid might not even be listening that mm-hmm. you're pouring into them. And I love the fact that she didn't ask them, like if they, look, this is what we're doing, come on guys, you know, mm-hmm. and she knew clearly that they were just like, la la la, but it was, it was going in there. So that's awesome. Amy, That this is so fantastic what you're doing. So as we're wrapping up, what is one takeaway? Oh, wait, so you said you have a, I'm sorry, I'm looking at something right over here. It says we have a free family huddle guide. So can we, can yes. you unpack that a little bit? So if you're looking for like an, an easy way to kind of, you know, connect with your family, we, we do have a free family huddle guide that you can go onto our website and just sign up for that. And then we also have a discount code. I don't know if that made that on your sheet, but we have a discount code for our Faisal Parent Academy, which is our course. You can get $50 off um, for the the Homeschool Advantage podcast listeners um, if you put in the code HA50. Cool. That is so cool. No, I didn't see that. That's fantastic. Awesome. That's a great end so far. Now, what is one big takeaway you would want to leave our listeners from our conversation today? So the main thing, we want parents to understand the importance of having a plan and especially a spiritual plan. So bringing up children in God's word, it doesn't happen by osmosis or by chance (laughs) or by just talking about it. You have to actually live it. And Deuteronomy 6 instructs parents to teach their children the things of God all day, every day. And that means we must be intentional about it. So homeschooling gives us a truly unique chance to do that. And also don't 
or outsource teaching God's word to your to your kids. Don't outsource it to pastors or or youth leaders. You want to be taking charge. Like they they should be a supplement, but they should not be a substitute for you as a parent taking charge. And it was really easy for us to do that when we sent our kids to a Christian school. We figured, oh, they're getting their Bible teaching there. But no, it was it's our responsibility as the parents. And so that's really brought into like our parenting plan. We really have a, a whole section fleshed out about the spiritual care of our children. And so God says the, the parents are supposed to be teaching their children. And so we also want parents to understand the impact that their parents, their parenting, and also their teaching and their homeschooling what kind of impact that's having on this generation, but also the future generations. Wow, Amy, that was beautiful. I agree. I mean, there are so many things we can outsource, but the teaching of God's word, I agree. Do not outsource that. That is not, actually, I'm not even saying do not, I'm just saying that's not something we outsource a hundred percent. We do take responsibility and even for our own lives, right? A lot of people do outsource their own relationship with God and they leave it up to their pastors. Like, well, I go to church once a week. That is not a relationship with God. That is going Mm -hmm. somewhere and you're actually being entertained by somebody else's relationship with God. But don't get it. Don't get it wrong. Like that is not your relationship with God. You're just watching someone else's life be blessed and you're watching someone else have, you know, learn from God almighty. So yes, that is beautiful. Thank you so much, Amy. Oh my gosh. It's been wonderful having you on today, guys. Get onto her website and get that family huddle guide, you know, connect with her and and her husband. Um, I will have all of her and his um, links in the show notes. Don't miss out on this opportunity. Thanks so much, Amy. Thanks, Dex. It's been a great pleasure talking with you. If you love the conversations we're having here on the Homeschool Advantage podcast, follow or subscribe our podcast to stay in the loop and never miss this amazing content. And please highly consider taking a minute to leave a positive rating and review to help others like you discover this show. See you next time.